Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to iHealth Radio, the iHealth channel, the FitnessFab channel with your host, Hurricane Age. Special edition today, uh, more of a fitness, uh, almost almost a different angle of fitness because over the last two years, I've had a lot of guests and uh, we've talked about fitness as a whole, when there's different concepts of fitness. And it, it all has a theme where fitness has to happen somewhere. <laughs> and, and today I have the luxury and the pleasure of having someone who constructed, who built an actual fitness platform, a fitness place, a fitness home, and a fitness model that Nia will talk about specifically today in detail and how it, 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 it compares and also how it's different from other systems out there fitness. So again, I always start a little bit, you know, uh, uh, in the suspense mode. And so that's, that's the trick here. But with me, I have Brian Klein, who is the founder of the Max Challenge. And Max Challenge is a national uh, franchise uh, with a fitness model that's unique. So, Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited. Uh, so am I, and I'm actually excited. I know people are going to be like, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear about the Max Challenge. What's the story behind it? But behind any entrepreneurial experience or some sort of an enterprise, there is a story of a human, someone who started it, and that's you. But you do have a story. <laughs> you have yeah. a story that, that got you into it in the fitness world and, and, and so much more to create a place for people to actually transform themselves. So let's talk about that. Sure. Yeah. So believe it or not, for me, it, it started when I was eight years old. And uh, people find this to be absolutely incredible. People challenge me on it all the time. Really, you made a decision to go into this business when you're eight years old. And you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky to be one of those fortunate people that recognized a true passion at a very early age. And when I was eight years old, my father literally took me to a, a karate school. He went to enroll me in these lessons. And as he was talking to the people at the front counter, I was watching the class packed with all these kids. I was eight years old, kids around my age, eight, nine, 10. And I'm looking at the gentleman standing in the front of the room. And at that instant, I thought to myself, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be the person in front of this room. And it wasn't that I want to be in front of the room and it wasn't that I want to be the one barking out orders. But what I recognized at a very young age is that in that place, that instructor's passion, his desire was to help every single one of those little kids become more confident, become a better person. And for whatever reason, I was attracted to that. And with every class, I became more attracted to it. With every passing year, I became even more, you know, devoted to dedicating myself to helping people live their best lives. And 
you know, like my parents hoped they really prayed, I think more than hoping they prayed that it was a phase. And I, you know, I hope this guy gets a solid job. I hope he doesn't, but I never let that dream get crushed. No matter what, you know, stood in my way, no matter what other people's viewpoint was, I never let that dream get crushed. And I kept paying attention to the side that you could do this. This is important. You're going to help people. And I did it. I started a uh, martial arts school, which then blossomed into several martial arts schools. And eventually within that idea was born the concept of helping even more people. It actually happened in what I like to call it an aha moment, right? Like I'm sure you've had those, right? Like, uh, like yeah, it happens. It's like, yeah. got it. I got to do this. <laughs> I got to do it, right? So in, in the karate schools, part of what we did every year, we would do a, a charity fundraiser for a different needy family or somebody that needed help or a children's fundraiser. And this one year we decided we were going to help uh, er, get enough money to buy a handicap accessible van for this family. Long story short, we thought it was $50,000, but once you would have this van, the van was $50,000. Once you had it retrofitted with the equipment, it was $100,000, right? Yeah. And yeah, so it was like in, in one fell swoop, it was like thinking, how are we going to tell these people that we can't get them this van? The short of it is we figured it out. Myself and the team of people that were working on this project figured it out together. And along with all the families in this karate school, we were presenting this van to this family. And on the day that we were presenting this van to this family, I looked at all the people that showed up that were part of this incredible event. And I was looking, it was like dozens and dozens and dozens of people who are all part of this fundraising effort to get this van. And now we did it somehow. And by the way, it was during a recession. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, how did we do that. How do we pull it off? This is the aha moment. Mm -hmm. Then I thought for a moment, give yourself credit. You're the leader of this. Somehow you, you led these people. And I said, how did I pull this off? Then I took it a step further. I asked an even more powerful question. I said, why is it that I'm willing to do more for other people than I am for myself? I mean, I was doing good for my family, but I really wasn't doing outstanding for my family, right? And I thought to myself in that moment, if I could combine my passion for helping people with a business that had even more potential than the amazing martial arts schools that we built, I would be unstoppable. And then I took another powerful question. What am I good at? What am I really good at? What talent do I have? And I said, fitness, nutrition, and motivation to get people incredible results. And that incredibly is how this whole idea started. But then the last piece that I'll share with your audience is just, then I took it to the next level, right? Because now I had this idea, I had a vision. And when this event was over, we awarded the thing. We we're all very proud. They got the van, tears are falling. People are just, it's unbelievable. Chills running down our spines. I shake everybody's hands. We give everybody hugs, high-fiving. I run home and I write my one-page business plan. And that's where people fall short. They don't take action on the visions they have. They feel it in their hearts, but they don't say And that moment was like a defining moment. I could have said, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, you know, all these. But in that moment, I said, this is good. Fitness, nutrition, motivation to give people amazing results. And I felt like it was more than a business. It was a calling. And this is possibly what I was put here on earth to do. 
I wrote that business plan. And by the way, the hallmark, the anchor of that business plan was one statement to help people live happier, healthier, more fulfilled lives. And that was the beginning of what's turned to literally a hundred centers throughout the Northeast and in six states. So it's been exciting. And uh, I don't want to oversimplify, but it really started with just an idea and then taking that first step moving forward. Brian, that is an impressive story. And uh, so there's a couple of things. First thing, I, I, you and I have something in common. So I actually started martial arts too. I was nine wow. <laughs> and I've been doing that since then. So, so I, I, I share that, that, that uh, uh, real, uh, you know, martial spirit, you know, concept, right. And, and, and it's a different level of, of thinking and because you're, you're trained in a certain way since you're early on and, and it just sets you up in a discipline mode. Right. And you know that, but what I, what I was impressed about is that the fact that since day one, you wanted to actually have your own school. And, and so I did the same, but I didn't, I didn't deliver. You delivered. <laughs> I got caught up with other things, but you kept with it and you did it. And, and I know for a fact, martial arts schools are not easy. Uh, it's, it's hard to manage financially. Uh, it's difficult and it's not, there's not a lot of, you know, margin cost. There's things that you can make it, you know, uh, I guess financially, you know, uh, conceivable, but at the end of the day, it's not an, e an easy, uh, business. And so I know it's tough, you know, but, but also I wanted, you know, to, to touch really on the element that you mentioned about the fundraiser and the story behind that. I mean, that is touchy. I mean, really it, it's heartfelt. I mean, it's, it's, it's big and, you did it, but you said something about goal, aha moment, you had a goal, you had an idea, you put it down and you just went for it. But remember, you said at eight years old, you already had the idea that you wanted this and you did. So you had that in you. You were already determined and ambitious all along and you take it to the next level. And that's something for our audiences, anyone out there listening. Uh, if you have an idea, as you said, you know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, make it work and you can. We're looking at an exception right here. <laughs> Actually, it shouldn't be an exception. It should be the rule. We can be all doing that. But, but unfortunately, you are the exception. Not everybody goes behind and for their ideas and really pursue them. And it's, it's also a, a, not only just there was an idea, it's, it's, a, uh, it's almost a, a novice idea. Well, it wasn't even novice. It was actually a, a noble idea more than, than anything else because you want to help people to, to be better, to transform for better. And that's, that's actually extreme because... Uh, we all have some ideas. Some some ideas are good. Some ideas are good for people. Some ideas may not even do anything for anyone, right? But the idea that you have, you know, I, I guarantee you, over the years since you've opened up all these these over hundred units and or stores, you know, franchises around the nation, you know, you know how many people you've touched, and we're gonna talk possibly about your membership, you know, growth. But but really, that's a lot of people you transfer. And when you transfer from somebody. You're also transferring their families, their entourage, because they are literally a beacon to everybody around them. So it's true. So you wanted to say something. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to recap. Oh, everything you're saying is like, is, is so true. And I'm so happy to hear that there's a fellow, you know, martial artist that, uh, that I'm connecting with. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, part, part of what makes this business so powerful for me, not just for me, but for the franchisees as well. You know, when I started it, it was something within my heart. And when I wrote that on that piece of paper that day, I wrote to help people live happier, healthier, more fulfilled lives, right? And then every decision that I made moving forward was put through that filter. So the first person I hired, is this a person that could uphold this standard, mm -hmm. right? Because something amazing happens when you 
join forces with like-minded people that at the core, you don't have to force them. You don't have to say, hey, here's a piece of paper with my values, the values of this company. We expect you to live these values. That to me never works because sometimes now you're going to try to take a square and put it in a round hole. Never works, right? But when you know who you are at the core and then you look for opportunities that really support you to be who you are, amazing things start to happen. And that was truly the aha moment. But the biggest goal is to help other people, other entrepreneurs discover that aha moment. People who say, you know, I'd love to be in a business where, yeah, I can make money. But on top of that, if I can make money and help people at the same time, that would be like my dream job. That would be my dream career. You know, that's where the magic really starts to happen. Well, Brian, I have to say, it's, you took it to, to a world of, of, of uh, challenges. I mean, it's funny, the, the name Max Challenge. Yeah. But, but really, you know, being uh, in business, especially in a franchise concept, I mean, it's tough. And also, you picked up, you know, a very competitive world because, I mean, and you and I were talking about, you know, where we, we're almost like 10 miles apart right now. Yeah. But, but, but really, our area is, is almost congested with, with various gym and, and models of fitness. And, and it's crazy because you have those large franchises or the large, you know, corporations that are all over. And, you know, these are large surfaces with multiple, you know, basketball courts, pools and, you know, uh, classes and all that. And then you have the, the boutique, the studios. And, and there are a lot of them that started in the last you know, few years. I mean, I can name, you know, I mean, I, I, like kickbox I love kickboxing. You have uh, Orange Theory. You have, uh, uh, what, are, what are the other? Um, there's a lot so of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's boot camps. There is, there's local ones. I mean, there's so many, right? And, and, and you start in the middle of that, that whole, I guess, uprise of these, these mini, you know, friend uh, concepts, right? But yours is unique because, and, and each one of them, I think it's unique because they have a different value, right? But you mixed it up a little bit because not only you do uh, the, the fitness part, but you also do the wellness part or the, the nutrition part, which was one of your concepts, right? So, so I, I love the concept that you put together where it's have people live healthier, happier, but also incorporate. You know, it's not just about working out. It's how you compensate with other things. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, it, it started, I, I actually part of coming up with the idea of fitness, nutrition, motivation was... Uh, 21 years ago, and I only know because this is my son's birthday. He's 21 years old, right? So he's going to be 22 in February. And he was born premature. He was two pounds and uh, it was a very stressful time. I gained a hundred pounds during that time. So I went from being a martial arts instructor, an athlete to basically being a hundred and something pounds overweight. So it was, it was crazy, right? And when I went to get myself back in shape, I realized like, you know, I, I was not only down in a martial arts school, but I was a member of every gym in the area, every single one of them. I had personal trainers. I had all this. Nobody said anything to me about nutrition. Mm -hmm. Also, nobody said anything to me about motivation, about showing up, about giving it your all. Uh, no one was really motivating me, you know, or, or taking active steps to motivate me to come back the next time. And I started to think like, this is a tremendous opportunity. Somebody should do this. Somebody should combine these things. This is nuts. Mm -hmm. I'm spending all this money that I can't afford. What really amounted to probably thousands of dollars a month on all these different trainers and things to get back into shape. And I knew what to do. It's just, I needed that little extra push. Mm -hmm. 
my wife is going to kill me. I'm thinking to myself, right? Because I'm spending all this money. Someone needs to do this in one easy to follow. And it was that aha moment that made me think, because at that time I had lost the weight down to 170 pounds in great shape. And I'm standing on that stage thinking to myself, you know, awarding that van, what am I good at that I could really provide value? Fitness, nutrition, and motivation. So what makes us different is definitely the combination of the fitness and the nutrition. But this motivation piece sets us apart from every other concept. So as a quick example, the hardest day for people is Monday. And what only thing harder than Monday to get yourself going into the like they say in these on the internet, right? Never miss a Monday. But the only thing harder than a Monday is the first Monday, right? So if you haven't worked out in a month, if you haven't worked out in a year, if you haven't worked out ever in your entire life, and you enroll at the gym, you're thinking of every good reason to not go to that gym, right? It's true. People are convincing themselves not to go before they even go the first set. So our concept, just as a quick example, is what are the friction points? Where do people give up on themselves normally? Let's insert ourselves at that point and give them the motivation and the focus they need to just make it in the front door. And at the end of that class, let's make sure that they leave feeling 10%, 20%, 30%, 100% better than they did coming in, which happens just because of the physiology, just because of the motivation and the type of words that we use in the class, because of the culture that we create or the supported, connected community. So when they leave, sounds a lot like martial arts, right? But when they leave that class, they're looking forward to come back the next day. When they come five days in the row, what are we creating? A habit. And then they can't wait to come back the next Monday. So when you start do, doing this, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, you got the support of the community. You have the support of the staff. They know when you're losing focus because they, they, we have systems in place to track how people are doing. They insert themselves into the story. They pull people back in, they motivate them back in. And before long, people who hated exercise who thought they would never get up early in the morning or go late at night or whatever it might be, are saying, I can't believe I ever lived without regular exercise and nutrition because they have more energy, more focus, all the things that we know that you get from being in great shape. And then you have a member for life, you know, somebody who's like, the max changed my life. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, the max did, did I laid out a plan and you did the hard work, you applied yourself to the system. So congratulations to you. But regardless of what I say to them, because they deserve the credit, the member deserves the credit. They come back, they say, the max changed my life, I'm forever grateful. And that's, you know, that's part of the story, how you build a fantastic reputation and a great business, follow through, do what you say you're gonna do, help people achieve their goals. Brian, you know, I have to say, you're talking about all the motivation stuff, and I'm looking at your sign. <laughs> Conceive, <laughs> believe, achieve, inspire, legacy. I love it. So, so you, you know, you're actually not only preaching; you, it's it's there. It's on your wall, and that's important because you got to see it to believe, right? You got to see. It. That's step one. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hear you. And you know, your story when you had the, the your your son, and uh, you went through that whole transformation, you know, up and down, and you went to the, the I guess the quest to to regain your shape and 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 become more fit and stuff. But, but you, you're right. And in, in, in the most, you know, uh, old models of gyms and or the larger, you know, gyms, it's not based on, on like nutrition or um, or like motivation as, as much as, you know, it, it's not. It's not designed for that. It's just a platform for you where you can go 
and, you know, just take some weights and do your thing. It's do it your own kind of thing, you know, <laughs> ad hoc whenever. So no one is going to like, hey, let's go to the gym unless you have a bunch of you guys say, OK, we're going to go. I mean, I like martial arts is different. You you're you're looking to that next level, that next you know stage, the next belt. Yes. And you're working towards plus you, you, you're always learning the basics and then you want to learn more. So you're always motivated to go more. So you have that background of motivation because in martial arts, you, you're always motivated. You you want to have that medal. You want to have that, that trophy. You want to get the next belt. And, and you, every belt, you have like a couple of levels in that belt. So, you you know, in karate, I mean, you can go, you know, uh, until yeah. like, you know, you're you're dead. You can still get some belt levels. So that's the that's the concept. But then you added this, this concept because your experience has been you're right. You spent a lot of money to get a personal training just so someone can get you motivated to get you like, you know, here's the course, what you need to do to actually shape up. And that is a big deal. And not everybody can spend thousands of dollars. You know, just sometimes people just let it go. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing this. But then you combine that concept, which is, OK, we'll get you the, the fitness piece that's available. And there's a lot of exercise we can do. And coming from martial arts, that's easy. We can, we can, you know, burn everybody's fat in, in two seconds if you did a martial arts training, right? But then you add it to, to your point, the, the, the nutrition part. Most of us can work out all we want, but if we take the bad stuff in and we don't watch what we eat and we eat the wrong time, the quantities are bad and we, it, it's not, it's almost like putting water in the sand, right? It's not going to help you. It's big. Then you have the motivation, to your point, motivation. I mean, you can give, people even money and if they're not motivated to do anything they're not going to do anything with that i don't want to go there you know let's go uh i'm tired you're right people just and when someone is not fit or when they're not really in even when you are fit even we are really constantly do it it's it's a consistency that that works if you do it and stop you do it and stop and you start getting painful it's a problem because that's the thing when you stop and you start everything hurts <laughs> and it's yeah. a it's a bad week right and yeah. and that's usually demotivating people are like oh no i can't do this I'm, i can't do this one but then you 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 know people are always in need of this and you know what unfortunately we're not humans are not that disciplined to get up every day and do exactly what they need but most of us will tend to be a little lazier you know and get comfort uh, you know uh, levels of like i'm staying home today the weather sucks you know i'm just staying you know in my little blanket you know whatever the case or i come in i'm coming from work late i'm not going to go to the gym so so those are like things that are constant across you know a lot of folks you've almost you know figured out the magic formula and you added it, you know, in a nice way, then you put a protocol in place, but then you, you follow with people. Now I know something about your brand, your brand, because I know like, you know, people start early on in the morning, <laughs> like your classes start at five 30 or something, five, <laughs> you know, o'clock. Yeah. five o'clock. There you go. So it's yeah. like the early bird, baby, you got to get that energy before you get head out. Right. So, so yeah. that's one. And two, uh, your concept is also, um, uh, I know there's this, there's a, a, a timeline for each class, like, like you have to commit to a certain amount of time. Right. So yeah. guide us through that. I know you wanted to actually interject a couple of times, so go for it. No, this is great. This is, that's a fantastic question. So the, the, everybody starts with a 10 week program. And the reason why they start in 10 weeks is because it's short enough amount of time that it's like, I'm not asking you to change for your entire life. I'm asking you to try this for 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. meaning I'm asking you to try to exercise five days a week for 10 weeks. If you miss one or two here or there, whatever, it's all good, right? But you're going to try your best to attend five days a week for 10 weeks. The second thing is we're going to ask you to do your best to follow our nutrition program for 10 weeks. So the magic in this is 
people are willing to try it for 10 weeks. Okay, I'll give it a try. But then what they find is the results they get are so outstanding that they never want to go back to their old ways, just like I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people who never understood the concept of not eating processed foods, don't eat processed foods for 10 weeks. See what happens to your focus. See what happens to your concentration. See how your inflammation in your body goes down. For many people, they've had stomach problems their entire life. They're popping Zantac. I think it, I think it's called Zan, Zantac. Mm-hmm. You take it for it's an antacid or such. Yeah, yeah. You know, or Pepsid or something like that. Their entire 10 years, a decade, they're taking this. And they do the max challenge. They follow for 10 weeks. They don't pop these pills anymore. Actually, even even more crazy is people who are on uh, insulin, type 2 diabetics who are on insulin. And I'm not saying every single person is a type 2 diabetic, but I have dozens and dozens of members who are type 2 diabetics using insulin to manage your diabetes for decades. They do the max challenge after 10 weeks off the insulin. Why? It's easy. It's easy to figure out fitness and nutrition. But you know who's given up on us? Doctors, because they only got 10 minutes, five minutes, 12 minutes, right? To talk to us in the, to, to the rest of to the, us in the office. Mm-hmm. And the averages show that people don't want to hear it. They want the quick fix. They want the one to. So they migrated to the fast, you know, prescribed. But on the flip side of this, nutrition and exercise is medicine. And I'm not saying it could cure every single thing and, and medicine has its place. I'm not totally, but man, in 10 short weeks, people get off of insulin, people improve their mood. They no longer have mood swings because they learn how to eat the right foods at the right times and the right quantities. And amazing things happen. So everyone starts in 10 weeks. After that, believe it or not, the statistics are crazy. 80% of the people that enroll in our 10-week program stay with us in the legacy program, which is just the ongoing, you can see the like word legacy in the back. That's yeah. our ongoing monthly program. And we have centers, the Oldbridge Center as an example, their average length of a membership is 36 months. So it's three years. So their average member is there for three years. I've heard industry statistics that the average member in a big box gym or the, the, that 70% of the members that enroll in a big box gym, this is crazy. Mm. Never use it. That is true. They never even go. I was like, how could this be true? They never go. It, it, like you read the article. It's like they never go. They got pumped up by, you know, uh, change your life in January. They go, <laughs> they sign a year contract. It's only $10 a month and they never cancel it after the year. And it just keeps billing them monthly and they never go ever crazy. So we're getting the opposite results. Well, Brian, but you know, that's a great point because I, and I've been to those gyms over the years and, and you're right because the membership is, I mean, fairly cheap and you know, there is nobody that's going to tell you, Hey, let's go. You have to be here every day. I mean, some gyms, they have classes, Zumba, this, that, the other. And so people get excited about the social aspect of it and they go. But, but, but most of the people that go there, and if you don't, if you miss a month, if you miss a few weeks, it's not like you get, it's not painful. <laughs> you're not hurting into your pocket, but you're hurting your body, right? 
but that's that's really and that's exactly what i think those large you know platforms you know bank on is the fact that you know most of the membership they can have thousands of people and and, and they will never run out of space they'll never reach capacity right? you know, <laughs> there the people are coming. they could have tens of thousands it's like that's the model is and, and when you have a contract, you know, whether you go or not, you're still paying. So, <laughs> yeah. so th- that's, that's actually, I know that's, that's a, uh, I guess that's a mud on its own and it works and it's been working for, for years and years and years, but the boutique style, the boutique you need, uh, like, like, like yours. Uh, I mean, they're not, when I say boutique, it's, it's a different concept. It's a smaller studio with a limited amount of people in, in a particular session. And they all kind of come in for the same program. And that's, that's, that's what's been more of a trendy thing. That makes a difference. Plus, I know it's not 20 bucks, not 10 bucks. So, so people have to actually commit to that price range and they have to really get their money's worth. But then when, when they, they see the results, it's worth the investment. I mean, if you take a personal training, the average personal training right now is what, $600 to $1,000 for a few weeks or a few sessions, actually, forget yeah, for weeks. For a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's really a, a lot of money. But, but you know, half hour with a trainer is not going to change you, you know, over the years, <laughs> over the, 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 few sessions, you know, you need to be consistent. You have to be at the gym at least three, four times a week, if not even five times a week to, re- to really see and spend about an hour to two hours, you know, not, you know, just, to, I mean, again, I mean, we're not talking about just maintaining your health. I'm talking about really getting fit. Yes. And, and so it takes a little bit of a dedication and determination and really consistent, you know, uh, approach. And it's not like, you know, uh, just hit and miss and expect that you're going to be good. And you add to it the food. You said nutrition, big deal. Uh, processed food, not good. I mean, salt, sodium, all the stuff that's in there is not good for you. You're talking about insulin, right? But, but besides the insulin, I think there's other things that people feel better about because now their heart, their cholesterol is better. You know, uh, their blood pressure is different. You know, I mean, your, your brains are functioning because your oxygen rates are like, you know, much better now. Your lungs are like working, you know, double time. So everything is good. Your immune system is kicking, you know, high. And, yep. and that's, so now even disease, other things you can kind of face differently. So, so that's a big deal. And, and, and you have an actual uh, you know, real demonstrated success here. And, and again, how long has it been now since you've started the, the Max Challenge? 10 years. September was 10 years. So just exactly. Wow. Yeah. So if I, if I asked one thing, so a decade, how many members and how many lives you've touched over, if you know the number more or less, that's point, actually accurate. It's, it's hundreds of thousands. It's a lot of people. That's a good feeling. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, when I wake up in the morning, one of the, 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 the numbers that I track every single day shows I have a little dashboard. And one of the numbers is how many check-ins, how many people took, right? And mm. to see, even over the pandemic, 10,000, 15,000 people checking in virtually when we were doing it virtually, you know, over mm-hmm. the pandemic, it's amazing. And now, you know, it's, it's inching back up. 20,000 people a day checking into the Max Challenge, you know, and all throughout all the centers. It's amazing. Those are, like you said before, it's not just that person's life. I know when I got back in shape, not only did it change my life, now my kids have a better role model. Well, you have energy to spend time with them and play with them and do, I mean, it was a young kid. Yeah. So you had to have the energy, otherwise you're not going to do. Uh, younger children are a lot of energy. And if you're yeah, not really in shape, forget about it. To see, wow, like taking care of yourself. It's not, my dad's not just telling me to take care of myself. He's doing it himself. He's getting up every day. He's exercising. He's not throwing garbage in that right now. He's 22 years old. So, you know, finally, you know, when they're teenagers, they don't listen to you at all. They don't listen to me now either, but they're <laughs> watching very closely. Right. So our kids, like they say, they don't listen to us very well, but they watch us. 
And so when they see us taking our health seriously and into our own hands, you know, it's not gonna happen overnight, but slowly but surely we're inching our way in there and we're making an impression that's gonna last a lifetime. And maybe this next generation will be the one that, you know, has a, a much better outcome because right now, you know, their obesity is like one of the biggest problems that we're facing as a country. Well, there's, there's factors to that. I mean, unfortunately, um, the new generation, because of the technology, some of them don't even leave their homes. I mean, they, yeah, I mean a lot of younger folks, they are into gaming and, and uh, online businesses and things like that. So they don't have to leave, you know, their, their you know, nice, you know, seat and, or chair, and they just kind of like in front of the system. So there's not enough physical uh, movement. There's no physical activities. So, and then because they sit home a lot, they just order food in. I mean, it's, we've seen movies about it and, and they make an, an, a comedic, you know, you know, platform, but, but at the end of the day, it is, it is really serious. It's a, you know, it is a, a almost a tragedy. Uh, and um, like you go to the gym, you don't see a lot of younger folks anymore. Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, everybody was like trying to get buffed up and stuff. <laughs> now, now you, you you see some, but not as as you know maybe because colleges also have their own gyms and things. Maybe that's what it is, but but even that, I don't know if they're really as busy as they used to be. You know, I'm, I'm again, I haven't checked out of college recently, but I can't tell you. <laughs> but 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 that's that's a big deal. And and I love the concept when you said that even through the pandemic, because I was going to ask about. Uh, it was a challenge for the max challenge during and, and everybody else. I mean, the fitness world because of you know uh, uh, mandates they were almost one of the largest and the most hit, you know, industries. I mean, the fitness industry is just basically, if you have a gym, you shut down. Uh, exactly. And some, some gym adapted, you know, but not everybody was able to actually maintain membership and maintain things because it just became a nightmare. But, but you mentioned that you've actually moved into a virtual environment and, and you were able to still get 15,000 a day checking in. And that's great. I mean, that's big. Um, and you made it. Because I remember, I remember driving literally on in Old Bridge back, you know, for during the pandemic, and I'm like, all the gyms down the block, you know, everything is closed. I mean, you know, uh, some of them even closed in the area, and and that was that was a tough break, right? And I mean, a tough thing. That's not a break. <laughs> it was tough. It was and then hard. and and then you you've restarted as soon as the opportunity opened up and people are back, and and that's great. So so. Uh, did you was that something? As soon as the pandemic hit, were you already in? thinking about like what would be the next moving case something happens or lockdown or how did yeah. that work? Uh, oddly, before the, before the shutdowns actually took place, I happened to be in New York uh, for some business and I happened to be in with a group of people and there was a lot of people uh, coughing and sneezing. And then there was a lot of nervous people. And then I was listening to the news a lot and I kept hearing about how there's these shutdowns in Italy and it's completely dark and, you know, I, I went home and I said, we're going to be shut happening. Down. Yeah. We're going to be shut down. This is going to be incredible, but we are going to be shut down. This is coming here. And so two weeks before the mandated shutdown, we announced to all of our franchisees that we were going to close. We were going to shut down before everybody else and go virtual. And we had already designed a plan to go virtual on Zoom. And along with that, we produced professional videos that we launched so that members could, you know, watch these videos in the interim as we trained up the frontline staff and how to use the Zoom. So two weeks before Governor Murphy in New Jersey said, we're closing down gyms, we were, we were closed down. And people say to me, like, how did you know? How did you? 
I didn't. I just had a very strong feeling and I had this inner gut feeling. All I wanted to do was to keep people safe at that point in time. And so we did it. I followed my gut. I made a courageous move and it happened to be the right move. We got ahead of the curve. And really our idea was let's protect, build a white picket fence around our communities. In other words, let's keep our people together. Let's bring them together on the Zoom. Let's figure out how to really master all those important touch points I was talking about before where people may fall off or not get mm -hmm. engaged or not be showing up. And let's figure out how to provide really exceptional classes on, on Zoom. It doesn't, it's not gonna be perfect because we don't have good microphones. It's obviously not you know, uh, professional grade you know, fitness production because we're just doing Zoom lives mm -hmm. you know, from each of the individual centers. So there's like a hundred different, you know, but it was strong enough and the community was strong enough that we built this white picket fence, kept people together, kept people coming. And then as we got the hang of it, we even turned on enrollments and then we started enrolling people and then the, the membership started to trickle up. Wow. So, well, Brian, that, that was awesome. You anticipated this because of, you know, you were paying attention to what's going around the world. You didn't have to wait for it to happen here. It happened before somewhere it can happen here. So you started being cutting edge and you did. Uh, and, and you're right. It was not easy to, to transit. And uh, infrastructure wise, not everybody had the, the equipment and even Zoom, you know, if you have the regular Zoom, sometimes it shutdowns after 40 minutes. Oh my so. gosh, it was crazy. <laughs> it was like, I, I didn't know. know what Zoom was. Like now, you know, I didn't even know what it was and neither did like half the people here. It was, it was absolutely insane. And, and well, well know, Zoom was, was, Zoom was around for a few years, but, but it was used very moderately, but then yeah. it just like, poof, this became the, yeah. I love Zoom, by the way. <laughs> I use it, you know, every day, so I know. Um, well, so 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 you transited through the pandemic, and 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 I know during the pandemic, actually, um, it was necessary for people because people were really locked down in their homes. It was also winter; uh, you couldn't really go places, and without activity, you know, the immune system. So now you're actually even more, uh, I guess, vulnerable to to disease and and infection and things like that. So so exercise was almost a primary, you know, target for everyone, you know, to stay fit and stay in the right mind state, in a state of mind. Rather. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you did it and um, I guess you did it well. And you said it even enrollment, you know, boosted up a little bit. So why not? Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you came out of the pandemic, we resumed everything. And I think at this stage, you know, you're pretty much at maybe, I would say maybe 90%, you know, back to where you you were, right? As a, as, a, as a toll franchise. I mean, obviously some states probably better than others, right? Definitely, um, 100%, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so that, that leads us to the discussion about, you, you, talk, you mentioned franchisees. So let's talk about that aspect of it. Um, I know you, had, you mentioned about 100 franchisees right now, or for fra I guess studios. So some may be owned by, you know, same people okay. and like have multiple locations. And so, so obviously when you started your concept on that business plan, was there a franchise concept in there or it came in after? I always had a love of franchising. You know, I just, I was always intrigued by it. I've read every book on franchising. I've read every book, even though I'm not a fan of McDonald's, I've read every book about McDonald's. <laughs> I've interviewed like the local McDonald's owner, uh, you know, when I was a kid actually. And I actually looked into franchising my karate schools, but decided that that wasn't a good path for me to go down. So I always love franchising, but what I love about it, it's an opportunity 
not only to scale maybe a little bit quicker than, you know, cause you, you're, you're putting other people in business. You're helping other people use your proven mm -hmm. plan to build their own business. But the amazing thing about it is I'm giving an opportunity to other people to really follow their passion. And at the same time, do something that they're doing something they love, develop a great income for themselves and their families. And that's incredibly uh, satisfying. Like one of the greatest stories I have is uh, our Staten Island franchisee who she's absolutely amazing. She's fantastic. Her name is Roseanne. She actually lives in New Jersey, but by the time she went to purchase her, you know, that she got, got enough car, that was it. Like she had was gone. I know. <laughs> she built up three of them in Staten Island and uh, made a great income for herself and her family. But some of the proudest moments is when she tells me, I just got back from Rome with my entire family. This was a, a, a vacation of my dream. When I see people achieving their dreams like that, and they're saying, I wouldn't have been able to do this without being involved with the franchise ownership. That makes me feel like this whole thing is coming full circle because we're really helping people achieve their dreams. Well, you, you do. And, and, one of the most of the people, if you ask them, would you want to start? I actually I used to ask this question in trainings. You know, I, I used to teach real estate, <laughs> amongst other things, right? So, so one of the questions is, you know, like, and even in insurance sales, I ask the question: If you were to be given the opportunity to be your own uh, business, you know, person and own your own business, would you? And and what what's stopping you? Most of the people like, oh, it's money, uh, but I'd love to. And then that's usually what you hear. Like, uh, I would love to, but I just need money. Of course, you know, in, in the, the context of, you know, uh, the context of, of just the real estate stuff, you tell them, but this is your business, right? You are, you ink, right? But, but, but really, it is fact that if you give people the opportunity to start a business that is relatively low in terms of cost or, or like capital, you know, uh, an investment, uh, you know, they're probably will jump on it. But to your point, it adds to it if they love what they're going to be doing. A lot of people love fitness and, and, and really, you know, this, this world. And when you own your own business, as, 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 as difficult as it may sound, I mean, it is not easy because it, you are it, you're in charge, right? Something goes wrong and that's your source of income. But if you get it to a point where it's really moving nicely, then you have some, you know, some freedom, some liberties, and, and you can do things and live the life you want. And, and you don't have to have a boss, <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody tell you what's up. Now there's always a boss somewhere. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you have to report to someone somewhere, but the end of the day is you're doing something you love. Uh, you're enjoying your life. You're helping others, but also you can put some time back to your, to your own and your family. Good example. I mean, they're able to travel. Uh, they know that, that the show is running. I mean, through three studios, there's a manager running each one, you know, the, the show is going, people are happy. Members are happy and satisfied. Uh, and also, I think with the concept of franchise, you give them a formula that is already dissected, ready. It's step step A to Z. They don't have to even think, right? You know, you just basically take it as a time the cookie cutter. Here, how it is. Even the design of the space. I mean, I've been to those, to to your studios. I mean, it's it's pretty almost the same everywhere. You know, you got your racks, you got your your mat, you got your bags. <laughs> you know, you have all the stuff, and you know that's it. And you have your instructors that are trained in a particular format. The same model here it's the same model whatever so it makes it also easier from them uh, from a franchisee uh, aspect that they don't have to think much they just have to apply and and really manage you know whatever they do and and, and really stay on top of the game but but really you're pre-cooking it's almost like you know 
uh, given a microwavable stuff and they just have to cook it, you know, warm it up in a microwave. I that. Bad, bad, bad analogy, but, but you know what I mean? Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, so that's, that's a big deal. I mean, I, and, and it is, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure if this is something we can talk about today, but, but I am familiar more or less of the cost of, of the franchise. At least I was, I don't know today what that is, but, but it was actually very competitively priced in terms of a franchise. And, you know, when you look at the McDonald's and the, the Dunkin' Donuts and all the other ones that, you know, and we're not bashing anyone here today, but but I know that's, that they're like really not happy about fitness worlds because we're like, but we do exist. We coexist, right? They, they get them a little weight. We make them lose the weight, right? <laughs> that's how it works, right? But the concept is, you know, uh, they're very expensive. I mean, if you're, if you imagine right now, um, like back in the days when I was younger, like McDonald's is a great place, Dunkin' Donuts, you know. But how much does it take to invest in such, such an, uh, you know, a, a, a business? A lot. You need to have, you know, a lot of net worth, you know, a lot of money to even just to just to purchase, let alone the actual structure. You know, we have to build it and get it done. And this, and you can, you know, obviously with franchise, you have to have exactly the same model. So your concept is pretty simple, you know, to a degree. You don't have to have fancy stuff or like, I mean, it's really a mess. It's like almost you you template on a martial arts concept. I mean, it really looks like a martial arts karate school with a little bit of you know spin, but that's it. But that's that's a difference, right? And and when someone even listening today, uh, whether you want to get healthier, fitter, and all the stuff, and that's great. You also want to make some money. There's an opportunity that is not as expensive. And I think you know again, I don't know the details, but uh, you do have some sort of I don't know. If, is there financing you know for people? Oh, yeah. Well, firstly, we definitely have financing, but something that's I'm incredibly excited about, and it's actually a uh, something that we relaunched, we, a plan that I dusted off and I'm relaunching that we came up with during COVID or we, we dusted it off during COVID and said, you know what, this is a, a fantastic plan. It's worked for us before. We could help more people get into business with this plan and let's do it again. And the basic idea behind this plan is when I started the Max Challenge, it was a program. It wasn't a business, meaning I took the karate schools that I owned and I started a class there in the morning, right? And then when we proved it out and it worked, we went to the next town. We went to Oldbridge. We found a karate school. We sublet space. I remember. <laughs> and we did it again. And then when it worked there, we did it in East Brunswick. We did it in Howell. We did it over and over and over again. We did it a dozen times, and then we converted those to resist. So I thought to myself, who are the best franchisees? The best franchisees aren't necessarily the people with 150,000, 200,000, 300,000 or more to invest. Not necessarily. The best franchisees are the ones that have the passion, the work ethic, and the sincere desire to help people live happier, healthier lives. So we dusted off this program and we relaunched it. We actually just opened up in Mill Basin, New York, in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. with um, in this concept. It, we call it the Express Model. So we're up and running quick. It costs less than fifty thousand for a franchisee to get in, with advertising, their franchise fee, their training, everything. Wow. And in short order, they're up and running. And it's going to take about eighteen months to go from opening to moving it into your own freestanding building. In fact. The woman I was telling you about before, Roseanne in Staten Island, who had three, in, who has three in Staten Island, each and every one of those was started within a martial arts school inside of the Express model. So it's an amazing opportunity. 
for people to get into business with an incredible support system because we're behind them the whole step of the way. But if you don't have like, let's say Orange Theory, it's literally 700, 800,000 to get into Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. If you're That's managing an Orange Theory and you're working for somebody else and you have a passion for helping people to live better lives, here you could get into this for less than $50,000. We have financing. It's an amazing opportunity for people. And that's what I'm most excited about, helping more people exercise their passion and make a really fantastic living doing it. So Brian, if, just to break down the, the express model. So, so and, I, and I'm f- quite familiar with it, you know, but, but just for the audiences. So my understanding is that, you know, there is a martial arts school, so they really have the space and they have the infrastructure. You basically are leasing the program time in there or so, something like that, right? So you're using that space and, and just bringing your formula in there for a particular hour or two or whatever uh, in a day, more or less. And once you have that and people know about it and stuff, then you can certainly, you know, move and have your own space at that point and kind of make it full time, just, you know, the Max Challenge program. Is that, yep. is that, did I summarize it correctly? <laughs> Almost exactly. So we work with martial arts schools, gymnastics schools, uh, dance, any place that has open floor space that's not being used in the morning hours. And that could give us one or two hours at night. And then basically what happens is we build it up from one cla- from one or two classes to three and four to five and six. Then when we hit about seven classes, we get our own space. We blow out the schedule. We got 10 classes at that point. And then it becomes even more profitable. But it's a way for people to get in and then step up to being incredibly successful. You know, I, I call it making a small bet. right? Well, I, actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a small bet. A friend of mine taught me years ago, like when I was came up with the concept for the Max, he says, don't drop everything that you're doing. Make a small bet. Start small over here. And then as you learn, you're going to add more. As you learn, add more. And then we went from adding classes to adding locations and then adding more locations and then converting them to franchises. And it's the same thing we're doing over again. We're dusting off an old plan and giving people an amazing opportunity to get into business for themselves. And, and I have to say today, more than ever, it's needed. I mean, with everything that's going on right now and, you know, people are not willing to go back to business. They want to be on their own. And so, I mean, not business, but to work for others. And so yeah, I think it's perfect timing. And I love the concept because to your point, you can do this, you know, it's, you start with a few hours, you can still have a full-time job and still be able to do this. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can moonlight to, 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 to almost invest, you know, and build this to, to a point where you're, you're almost compensate for your losses if you were to lose that job and now you have equal amount of funding to survive and then you start building so i mean it's a a very simple model but it's effective so again folks if you're listening watching and you have an interest in having uh, your own uh, opportunity in business and and, in the world of uh, fitness this could be one of the the most you know easy accessible formulas that you can uh you know uh, i guess investigate and, and inquire with so 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 again brian uh, how do people, how can they reach out to find out more about, you know, the opportunity with, with you guys? Sure. They could visit our website, which is quite easy to find. It's themaxchallenge.com. Or they could just email me directly at Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N at themaxchallenge.com. And I will point them in the right direction. Right. See that? That's pretty simple. And I'll have that description actually at the, um, uh, well, I'll have that information in the description of the show, rather. <laughs> so, 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 so I know we talked about 
uh, you know, the, the success, the franchise, the cost and all of that. What is what is what are some of the challenges that you've come across as you were doing this? Because, I mean, it sounds all good. I'm sure you had I mean, I've, as, as every business owner, there are struggles, right? There are things that you have foreseen and many things that can happen. And also, secondary question is, um, what are some of the, the, the objections that some people may have to, to join in your franchise, for example? So I'll start- That with, you're aware of. <laughs> yeah, start, that's okay. Starting with the biggest, uh, the, the, the obstacles uh, in business. And they're, you know, I think business is one problem lined up after another. In other words, here's a problem. There's one right after it. Then there's another right after, another right after, another right after it. The minute that I accepted that is the minute I started to become more successful. Why? Because now I face that problem head on, right? Okay, here's a problem. The faster I can solve that, get that out of the way, what do I do? Go to the next one, solve it, get out of the way. But unless I accept it, then I'm always saying, oh man, this is just an endless string of problems. This is a nightmare. This is not what I signed up for. But I tell people right from the start, business is one challenge after another, after another. First, you got to figure out how to crack the code and get members into your center, you know, marketing. Once you figure that out, get it out of the way. Then you got to get really good at sales. You're going to, we're going to figure that out together. I'm going to teach you the system. You're going to dedicate yourself to it, but then we're going to get to the next one. Now we're going to have to figure out how to go from keeping some for 24 months to 36 months, like they're doing in Old Bridge. They keep a member for 36, figure it out, get it out of the way, get to the next one. So business is just one gigantic problem after another. If you accept it, you're going to do really well. And if you face them head on, you're gonna do really well. Don't take too long to make decisions because you're not exercising. It's like exercise. If you don't exercise, you become weaker. If you don't exercise your decision-making, your decision-making becomes weak. So you have that problem in front of you. We're gonna make decisions. We're gonna move on to the next one. So that, that's the first one. And objections, you know, I, I think all of us have two voices, whether we're trying to start a business on our own, whether we're considering joining a franchise, the Max Challenge or something else, or maybe we wanna get back into shape or we've never been in shape, whatever it is, right? And one voice is saying, go for it. You got what it takes. You're a strong person. You've got all the confidence you need to succeed. People need what you have. But then the large majority of us, and most people don't admit this, but I admit it, myself included, all of us, I believe have this other voice that says, have you lost your mind? What are you getting yourself into? You're going to risk what? How much? And you're going to get up at what time to do what? And then you're going to go to work at your full-time job to get, the, right? And if you pay attention to the voice that tells you that you can't do it, who are you to think you deserve that success? That voice grows until it dominates who you are. But if you pay attention to the other voice, it grows as well until it dominates who you are. So the biggest obstacle that we really have to face, the biggest objection are the ones that come from ourselves, right? This is a proven formula. There's many proven formulas out there, but people convince themselves out of following you know, their heart and following their dreams because ultimately, you know, the, the, the side that says be safe and secure. To me, the safest way, met way is often the most risky way. Agreed. No, I mean, you have to take risks. And, and if I, if I'm on my deathbed and I have to think to myself only if, right. Imagine if I made it to only if I follow my heart, what it would have been like if I followed my heart and tried to develop a business to help people through fitness, 
and nutrition. I wonder what would have happened. I don't have to wonder anymore. I don't have to wonder, right? And that's, that's the pity of, I think people go for it. Give it everything that you got. Right. I, I love that. I mean, that, that is actually, uh, again, conceive, believe, achieve, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that's really, I mean, you have to, and you're right. I mean, everybody has that voice that says, uh, you know, especially if it's fed by other people around you, like, are you crazy? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this applies to everything, even work, even regular job. I mean, you know, within a career path, you know, people say, oh, you're going to do this. That's too much. Why do you have to take risks and stuff? You know, I mean, no guts, no glory, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need to take risks, you know, and that's it. You got to make it. And and yes, is there a risk? There's always a risk. I mean, what's the worst going to happen? That's when you have to evaluate that that loss. Yes. You know, am I prepared to make, you know, uh, that loss? And if it happens, uh, how am I going to feel about it? Well, it will be a learning lesson and maybe I'll move to the next one. And I know a lot of people, I mean, you were in, in, in martial arts schools and I'm sure you've you've tested it out over the years and you've had your ups and downs there. And it, it's, it's, it wasn't easy. And I can tell you, I know I have friends who own them. I mean, they still do other things, <laughs> you know, yeah. because it's not enough to support, you know, a, a full, I mean, unless you have a, a super large, you know, uh, model where you have them all over the place and almost like a franchise concept. But if you have one studio, I mean, how many members can you possibly like, you know, training like uh, students you can have? I mean, it's going to be limited to the hour, hours of the day. And, you know, there's a cost, there's overhead. So it's going to be difficult. But you're right. I mean, you do have a concept that is cooked, ready, and it's proven over the years, 10 years in the making. So it's it's not something like that happened overnight. And it is fairly accessible, fairly, uh, I guess, attainable financially. And so so I would say even better, more. Listen, I, you know, I've looked into the world of franchise and I've actually seen, the, you know, looked into a lot of them uh, over the years and just to, to compare what it costs and stuff. And some of these franchises, you know, you don't even... You, you buy the franchise, but you really work for the franchise. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really own your business. I mean, uh, an example, 7-Eleven, uh, you know, you're not really, you're an employee. You're not even an owner, even if you bought the franchise. You know, uh, with Dunkin' Donuts, I mean, you have to have a lot of money. Uh, eventually, if you have two or three potential locations, then you'll start making some real, you know, trends. Uh, McDonald's, forget about it. I think it's untouchable. <laughs> you know, some of these larger ones, I forget it, you know. And there's smaller ones that are still kind of like coming up. In the world of fitness, I mean, there are a few uh, that are similar pricing range uh, out there, uh, CKO and a few other models, I think they have the, the similar models, but they have different angles I and mean, kickboxing, uh, you know, Orange Theory is a, a whole different concept, you know, but to your point, that's a little bit too pricey. <laughs> Again, it's not, it's it maybe for some you know, that can afford that. And, you know, in, in some areas, there will be an awesome, you know, uh, uh, format, right, or, or formula of exercising fitness but not necessarily for all the communities, let's call it for what it is. You know, some communities, you know, they, they might just want to go to a regular gym or something that is affordable. And also when the cost is less, the actual pricing is less because now, you know, it's also accessible and, and you know, cheaper for a member to, to join. I mean, fairly, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, but, but comparably to, to some of these special, you know, locations where you have to pay a couple hundred dollars a month, uh, to have a membership, obviously, you know, not everybody can afford that. So, so you got to be somewhere in the middle, but if your overhead is less and you're able to, to, to have less cost, you know, upfront and also like maintaining costs, you can survive with a, a decent amount of members and you don't have to have a lot of members. Cause that's the other thing. If you have too many people, you're not going to dedicate, you're not going to have staffing to have that attention, individual attention, because you want to have that. And people need to be in a gym, especially these forms of gyms, you know, studios, 
you you want to get you know to know your your members like you know the class is small and there's a few people in there and as an instructor i know everyone almost like a personal touch right uh and and you have to have that but like you said it when you go to regular gyms or like the larger you know uh, box you know uh, <laughs> uh concepts you're just another member you know more unless you've been there for years they don't even know who you are you just check in you know scan your, your card and go nobody knows who you are but you know in here you walk in hey hi how you doing brian how's your day and you know i know you do all all different activities sociable stuff so it's different you know i think there that's that's the part it's 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 a family oriented kind of concept you know uh, or at least it creates a family spirit you know in there i would say so so uh, we're, we actually exceeded the hour here. So it was, it, you know, it was intense. It was good. I think we had a, a, an excellent dialogue here and a lot of good, you know, uh, information for folks that are watching and listening. So, so anything that makes you really, really excited today, you know, about your achievement. You know, the, the most exciting, the, the most exciting thought that I have, you know, moving forward is really just, there's two ways that you could look at every challenge put in front of you. You know, one, you could look at it and say, man, you know, this has been the most horrific two years. I'm talking about what we've all experienced collectively because collectively mm -hmm. we've all been through terrible circumstance in the last two years for some worse than others. Right. I mean, I hear some stories. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how could all that happen to one person on top of a worldwide pandemic, but collectively, We've all been through a shared traumatic event as a community, as a nation, and really the entire world. This is a traumatic event. And people are suffering from this. But at the same time, I see certain groups of people coming closer together. I see certain groups of people becoming kinder. I see certain groups of people who've rediscovered uh, maybe a passion for uh, something in life, and now they're going for it. So that's what I'm most excited about. You know, it's not only a new beginning for the Max Challenge, I meaning we're relaunching, dusting off this old plan, bringing more franchisees into the system, but in a different way that we've tested and proven out before. I'm very excited about that, but I'm excited because there's a lot of new beginnings, a lot of new beginnings. And I think the next two, three, four, five years, things are really going to be looking fantastic for our communities, for all of us as individuals, for our country as a whole. That's what I'm looking forward to. Thank you, Brian. Just one question, uh, since you talked about pandemic, something that hit my mind right now, and uh, I did want to ask, but, you know, so do you see any um, potential of, um, I guess, issues with, with vaccination and stuff in terms of uh, legislation in the state and if they were to to limit people they will have because you know, it happened in new york already they you That's can't go to gym unless it's happening already so is there any and, and i know you have franchises there so so in jersey or at least in other states is that a, even a and in new york i mean i it's what's the, the outcome it's, it's a consideration hmm. however what i chose to do and i focus i try my absolute best i, can, I cannot control other people's thoughts Sure, sure. I can only, you know, point them in the direction that I think is right. And to me, I could only control what I could control. So I could control, I can't control what the government does. I can't control right. what a governor does. I can't control legislation. I can't control, you know, yeah, I could vote in this and that. 
but there's very little I could do to impact those circumstances. What I could control is my response, my mood, my attitude, you know, and that's what I'm choosing to do, right? And it's panning out. And, you know, I see it in my franchisees too. Franchisees who are more capable of controlling their emotions, not get triggered by the actions of others, whether it be a member who's disappointed with something, mm -hmm. which happens very infrequently in our system, but it does happen, or it might be maybe another franchisee rubbed them the wrong way, or it might be the government is rubbing them the wrong way, right? People who can control their emotions and think logically and look for the making the best out of whatever situation is handed them tend to do better overall. That's just what I'm observing overall. So I, I take it. I mean, you're you're ready for whatever you know comes on, and whatever you can comes, handle it. Bring it right. on. We're through the worst of it. It's not going to be get any worse than it was a year ago. That's true. Right? A year ago in New York, from March of 2020 to March of 2021, we were closed. Yeah, 100. percent Crazy. You know, at least in New Jersey, we were able to open with masks and this and that. We were closed. Zero. Nothing. Nobody was allowed to open up the door. So they wouldn't even let you in there to do your Zoom classes out of there. We had to do it out of people's apartments and things. Crazy. So, you know, we're through the worst of it. That's not happening again. We're moving forward. And only good things. We've learned that we're more resilient than we may have ever thought. We learned that there's no shortage of great ideas or of, of resources, just resourcefulness, right? Mm -hmm. And people who think that way, I think, are positioning themselves to do the best that they can do, even when they're handed not so good situations. That's my take on it. Uh, listen, I appreciate it. And I think, I think a lot of people would, would really uh, take that for what it's worth and, and, and maybe even apply that, that rule. You have to adapt and uh, you're doing a terrific job about it. Uh, one more question on that same aspect and we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, and, and I don't know if you experienced this or not, but you know, in terms of instructors, I know it's been a little bit difficult for businesses as a whole to find talent and or employees in general. Uh, have you experienced any of that in the last you know, year or even more recent after we reopened? 100%, 100%. It's coming back. And really what, what, what I notice is, you know, at the Max Challenge, we're developing and consistently developing and refining our ability to not just create jobs for our instructors, but careers. So yeah, so when they know that they have the opportunity to maybe eventually due to their service and their dedication and their mastery of our system and business processes, they have the opportunity to own a center one day, right? Because of their hard work, meaning there's a career path, right? So when you lay out a career path, it becomes easier. Not that it hasn't been hard, not that we haven't had shortages, not that our franchisees and managers haven't worked twice as hard to make up for the shortfall in help, but I'm very optimistic because we're creating careers and opportunities Smart. instead of jobs. And that's going to make a world of a difference for this brand. Smart. I mean, it's, it's a great strategy in, in, in building, you know, a path for folks because now they don't just have to think that this is going to be a dead end. This is going to be potentially my future. And, and, and that will change the dynamics in terms of how they invest their time and commitment. I get right. it. And, you know, that's they're great. They're not working for us. They're working for, they work themselves. for themselves. That's right. That's right. To, to help themselves get to where they want to go in life. 
and and by the way, I mean, if someone wants to have that and have the dream, I mean, imagine you back in the days. If someone says, "If you work this, this, that, and you'll be able to own the studio," I mean, that that would have been great, <laughs> right? I don't think it happened that way, but you know, I don't know. Did it for me? Yeah. No. Okay. Like, you had to do it yourself. But in thinking about it, sometimes I think back and say, you know, I should have before I went out and launched on my own. If I went out and worked under, you know, the greatest school owner in the world. I would have learned everything that I needed to know and then, you know, been more successful. But, you know, I had to discover it myself. Some of the things I could have learned a lot faster. Yeah. That was, that's great. So one, one last question. That's how I promise, sure. <laughs> you know, expansion plans. I know you said you're in six States and, uh, you know, in the U S uh, do you have any uh, idea or at least expectations to move to other States and, or even other nations? Yeah. So other nations is definitely no for the time being, because okay. there's so much, it's like, we've got all these states that we have all this empty territory in the United States, right? So no reason yet. However, even right now, we're going into expansion mode, right? Like during the initial of the pandemic, it's, it's straight. Okay, protect what we got, hold on to as much as we can. And, you know, let's see what the future has to hold, right? Mm -hmm. Then we're coming out of it, we start growing, we're bringing in members. Now we're starting to bring in franchisees. However, we're using a concentric approach, meaning we're focusing on the tri-state area, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, the Northeast, mm -hmm. New York, Connecticut, Ohio. Why? Because our support team could get out to those people relatively easily. We don't have to hop on planes. And this is gonna give us an even stronger presence. So we're gonna grow as fast as we can without compromising who we are as an organization and putting people through the filter, is this truly someone that is dedicated to help people live happier, healthier, more fulfilled lives? And so the more of those people that we could get in is as fast as we're gonna grow, but only that far, they have to master our business skills. Once they master that, we'll go as far as we can, but it's gonna be a slow methodical approach of getting the right people on, on into the system. Right. I have to say, I am very impressed with your strategy. I mean, you have a very, very sound way of running your business and you have tactical advantages. You have targets, you have deadlines, you have goals, you have territory management, you got it all under, you know, control, which is awesome. And again, you deserve, you know, you being the founder, being the CEO and you have the vision and you're really delivering that vision. So uh, again, you are a role model to a lot of people. So if someone wants to really... Yeah, it is what it is. These are facts. I mean, in the way you actually even present them, you are passionate about them and you know them inside out. And it only comes from someone that understands their concept inside out, you know, from conception to <laughs> an inception to actually delivery to the future. And that's true leadership and true, you know, I guess, you know, uh, vision. So, so. I, I, I just, again, I want people to see that. And, and by the way, they can apply this in all kinds of walks of life. This doesn't have to be in this particular realm. It can be anything. That's the way you're supposed to run your business. And that's the way you're supposed to have a vision. Um, so Brian, it is, it's been real. It's been great. I had, a, you know, a real fun time. You know, we had a great, you know, um, uh, insights from you about, you know, the world of franchise, the world of fitness, your story, and, and really your, your, uh, vision to help other people. And, and definitely you've get, you, you've gotten the results and people are happy and, uh, you know, that is great. I, I have nothing else to say. I mean, I just want to thank you with, with all my heart for being with us and giving us, you know, your time. It's valuable. So, so, um, any last words before we close? If you have a dream, 
follow it. Don't hold back, push forward and do your best to make it happen. Take action. My man, that's it. I, 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 I love that. You know, that's it. You have a dream. Go for it, baby. So, so folks that, 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 here you go. That's it. That's the advice from Brian Klein. Uh, you know, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you folks for watching uh, the iHealth channel, the Fit and Fab channel and listening on iHealth radio. Uh, your host, Eric NH here for now. Bye. We'll talk soon. Next show, next guest, next topic. Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you.